0: Good morning, good morning, how are you? This is Brenda Shoshana, back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. And here we are on a rainy, sunny, cool, warm, beautiful day. A day that contains everything. And the episode for this episode, the title for this episode is now it's really perfect. Now, this is such a powerful title and a powerful episode in terms of what it's talking about because right now everyone feels so much, including me. <laughs> My God, what's happening to the world? It's, it's in tatters, it's in shambles, everything is upside down, it's insecure, it's impossible. It's confusing for sure. And we, and we hark back, we think back of the old days, so to speak, days when things were more stable, when they were, seemed, to be, seemed to be more understandable, when we felt more secure, basically, because we could expect what the next moment was going to bring in a much more powerful way. So right now, we, we're facing, seems seem to be facing the opposite condition, where everything, anything could happen at any moment. That is how it seems. So for many, many of us, there's such a feeling of upset or insecurity or anxiety or many, many feelings like that. And nobody likes that, to feel like it that way. <clears throat> so what is it? that this means now it's really perfect. And what I'd like to do is tell you a little beautiful, beautiful little Zen story that I've always loved so much, and which I think is the heart of our practice and really the heart of our life. So let me tell you this little story and then we'll talk a little bit about it. There were all of these monks at the monastery getting ready for a very, very big official in the old days in Japan who was coming to visit. And it could be the new days, any days, because these stories are actually universal and they're eternal. They go on and on. Generation after generation, they're, they're, they're relevant. And so there, while the monks were getting ready for this, this visitor, a very big official, and doing their very best to clean the monastery so the floors would be bright and shining clean and to do everything and to get all the teacups lined up just Right, and of course, of course, the beautiful rock garden. Mm, how we all love those rock gardens, and the monks were sweeping them carefully, carefully sweeping the garden so that there wouldn't be one leaf, haphazard leaf, haphazard. We'll call it's it, a good word for this, just lying around. They were just getting ready in the garden, getting the garden to look from their point of view, perfect, nothing out of order, everything in place, perfection. That's one image of perfection. Floors are shining, everything is where it belongs. A sense of balance, harmony, aesthetics. And you know, we want that in our life as well. Everything shining clean, everything where it belongs. A sense of harmony, everything looks like it fits together. In fact, we we devote so much of our lives to that, getting our clothing just right, the home just right, our makeup, our haircut, whatever it is, our job, the appearance, the external appearance of order and harmony. And we want that in the world as well, of course. So these monks were really diligently preparing that. And, you know, that is a very, very huge and very important central part of Zen practice is keeping things very clean, putting everything where it belongs. A lot of cleaning in the Zen monasteries and a lot of cleaning in our lives as well if we're practicing at home. Making sure everything is where it belongs, everything is neat, everything is clean. Very, very big part of the monks' practice especially. And so at this monastery, the monks were engaged in that. And then... They were almost finished, they'd worked very hard to do that, to get that goal, to make everything look the way they imagined it should look, or they wanted it to look, and they were working hard to do that, and to get the praise, of course, of the Zen master, very important, they wanted him to come in and say, ah, you've done a wonderful job, we all want that, don't we? Ah, you've done a wonderful job. So that's, of course, the same thing as working toward a goal, (coughs) wanting a reward, wanting acknowledgement. We all want that, and that, of course, that wish itself is so much, cause of so much pain. Rather than just doing it for its own sake, we want something extra from it. And, and that, again, is something that is very deeply addressed in Zen practice. But let's continue with this story. So these monks are busy doing that, and the Zen master, who sounds like he was a very, very unique and wonderful <laughs> and wise Zen master, uh, he's, he creeps out on the, on the rooftop, and he's watching all these monks working so diligently to clean up and get everything ready. And what he brings with him, though, on the roof is a huge bag of fallen leaves that he had gathered. Fallen leaves. And as they're finishing up in that rock garden, what he does on the roof up there is he takes this bag, he opens it up, and he he empties all the bag of fallen leaves all over the Zen garden. He lets it go down right back all over this this beautiful what looked like clean or what looked like perfect rock garden. All the leaves go falling down over the rock garden. In a haphazard way, they just fall way, however they fall. However the wind tosses them is how they fall on the rock garden. And the Zen master up there smiles and he says, Ah, now it's really perfect. Now it's really perfect. Wow. What a statement. What a teaching. What a beautiful, beautiful, endlessly echoing teaching and statement. And then you could also call that statement a koan, something that we work with to try to to not to understand it intellectually or figure it out, but to allow ourselves to enter into the essence of that statement, to become one with it, to really know what this Zen master meant, to have the same state of mind that he had when he tossed the bag of leaves down on the rock garden. And the reason I love this story so much, so much, I always have, since the first time I read it, it really hit home for me, is because... What this end master is really teaching us is uh, that there are two, supposedly, with well, this one way of thinking, oh, this is good, this is perfect, I get praise, I, it's man made according to our images, according to our expectations. The monks were working to create a man made perfection. And a lot of our lives are about that, you know, putting everything where it looks perfect, They were looking to create an external appearance of beauty and perfection. And of course it would look very beautiful, but there's another level of perfection in the universe and it has nothing to do with our efforts. It's natural. It might seem chaotic that the leaves just land wherever they land due to the wind falling down. But this Zen master was saying N- the natural way is truly perfect. Whatever happens is perfect. We may not like it. It may not look that way. Leaves fall on our perfect rock gardens, on the symmetry, on the order, on the designs that we create, what happens in life. Many, many things fall upon it, don't they? In this beautiful little image we have the leaves that the autumn leaves just falling everywhere. And that's what autumn leaves do. They fall. When the when the, when the sky gets cloudy, rains come. We might have a beautiful picnic or party planned, but the rains are going to come. And then what happens to us? We become enormously anxious, upset, furious yelling screaming carrying on doing everything we can do to create the perfection that we want that as we see it of course i'm sure many of those monks who were working so hard in the garden they said they went ballistics what is this what what, what happened oh my god all my hard work is wiped out that you might think that way it's easy to think that way and many people these days also think oh my god all my work is wiped out, my life is wiped out, whatever. Not just these days, all days. You know, We might have a wonderful plan and then God forbid we hear, oh, we have a terrible sickness or something's happened to someone in our family or the leaves have fallen from the roof, from the sky, however you want to think of that. And, but, but the Zen master has a teaching about that. He says, no, 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 no. Now it's really perfect whatever happens is exactly what has to happen. And when we receive it that way, okay, it's perfect. And when we look at it through those eyes, those leaves which might look like a big mess all over, they can begin to look like perfection itself, beauty itself. The incredible beauty of life as it is. The incredible perfection of what we think of is imperfection. Perhaps somebody comes into our life, they look downhearted, angry, nasty, imperfect in every way. And in that state of mind, we bow to them and say the the incredible perfection of life as it is. Who are we? to reject and judge life as it is. Who are we to hate those falling leaves, to think they're ugly, to think they're out of place? Whatever comes drifting down into our lives, this teaching suggests is perfect and is what is meant to be here. And it is a teaching for us in the nature of perfection. This is quite a radical story, really, and a very radical statement. And it's a koan, as I said, and it can take 50, 60 years to begin to even penetrate it. But to live it, I don't know, we could decide right away to live it, (laughs) or forever. Because it, it seems to go against our natural instincts, our natural sense, our natural wishes. But Zen practice looks at everything from the largest possible perspective, the very largest possible perspective. And it's a very interesting thing because when we can see the perfection in everything that happens just as it is, and when we can stop fighting it, and when we can even bow to it in our mind and heart, thank you, thank you for being here. We see that everything that comes has a teaching for us, and it's alive, and it came to teach us something, to give us a gift of some kind, then whatever happens immediately transforms. Our lives transform. Whatever happens transforms because we keep it the way it is by fighting it. We keep it the way it is. We keep it stuck by resisting it. You know, there's a very famous saying, what you resist persists, and that's true. And also what you hate, what you resist, you draw to you because you're dwelling on it in a certain kind of way. So ultimately, this is a very powerful teaching because these falling leaves, you look at them and then the wind will come and blow them away again. (laughs) The Zen master put them down all over the garden and part of it was a test for the monks to see how they responded or did not respond to it. And part of it was to just watch those falling leaves and what happened to them. We're not going to stay right there forever. Nothing can, nothing does. But of course, the more they fought them and carried on, their state of mind, their anger, their upset would stay there. But the more they just received them and let the wind blow again, And let something else happen or begin just to rake them again. Pick up the rake and rake them again or whatever. It's not the action so much as the response to them that's really important here. My own teacher, my own very first teacher, Soin Roshi, who I adored beyond the world, he actually said something very beautiful, very similar to that. He had a teacup that he absolutely loved, 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 loved. It was a very special teacup. And in Japan, we have those beautiful objects that are sacred objects, and they're incredibly, they're great objects of art, some of the teacups. So he had one that he really loved, and he used it a great deal. And then, unfortunately, it, it fell, and it had a crack in it. And he said, oh, now that it had a crack in it, now it's really perfect. Same thing. He said, now it's really perfect. How beautiful was that? And so, now it's real. Now it's been used. Now, he didn't say that, but I'm, I'm commenting. Now it's perfect. Now he's perfect because he can receive whatever comes as perfection. Of course, he would never judge himself perfect, unperfect, or anyone else. But he said that about this beautiful teacup. Ah, now it's really perfect. So I think in these days it's particularly important to dwell a little bit with this koan and this wonderful teaching because we all want things to be so much a certain way and so many leaves are falling from all directions. We don't know where next or what. But if we stand in the harmony of life and the beauty of life as it is and in the perfection of life and trust that and know that and honor that, so much of our own personal anxiety will subside greatly. And as our anxiety subsides, everything else subsides and shifts as well. So thank you so much for listening today. It's wonderful to be here with you. The URL for this podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. You might enjoy my book, Zen Play, Instructions on Becoming Fully Alive. It's about playing with koans, and it's about really receiving your whole life as a huge koan. I love doing that. That's called Genjo Koan. We even do workshops in making your life into a Zen koan. So we'll talk more about that a little later. If you want to contact me, my email is topspeaker at yahoo.com. I'm delighted to hear from you and I'm delighted to respond. Thank you so much for listening and, and have a beautiful, beautiful day.